Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Good morning, and welcome into another daily spiritual practice of tarot. I'm Jenna, and I'm really glad that you are kind of metaphorically meeting up with me this morning or whatever time of day and sitting down to do some tarot here at my home. Thank you. Um, how are you doing? What are you experiencing today? I love asking this question. I was thinking about questions before I started recording because I think lately, um, even though I knew this logically before, I think more and more as I feel into it, I'm experiencing another cycle through the lesson of the right questions can make all the difference. And they really can. And not even the right questions, but powerfully perspectived questions make a lot of difference. And you know, we see a lot of questions online if uh, you fall out of like mental help or self-help. And while that's great, I think there's something really powerful about a really smartly, almost shrewd-ish type question when it comes to ourselves and our life. Um, and I was thinking as well about my night last night, which... Um, me and my partner have from uh, a program some nightly questions that we ask and we don't do this every night because we're not perfect <laughs> um you know adhering to an everyday routine doesn't quite fit either of us me more than him although routines and consistency feels really good so you know, when we can do something a few times a week, it feels really good, but we don't hold ourselves to any kind of perfection anymore. Um, but we have these nightly questions and it has become one of my favorite things when it does happen because usually we're laying in bed, usually the TV's off and we're not reading, we're not on phones because we can't be. And usually remember to do it because we are sitting and we're talking, we're, we're going over our day and we're sharing experiences that we had and, and how we personally experienced it in that situation and kind of what came up internally for us. And so then we'll sit back and, and we'll remember and we will pull out these questions. We'll ask them and we'll talk about them and they're, um, you know, they're simple, but they're also very powerful because they're not questions we ask ourselves a lot. And it's also something that is being asked for each of us to share. It's like not really comment time. <laughs> and so it's, it's a really beautiful practice and I really love it. I was thinking about it yesterday as well as I was supporting one of my beautiful clients, Madison Moore, again, in her workshop because she is just such a powerful question asker and some coaches i think are just you know the the way they ask questions the way they look at something and can pinpoint a question that completely shifts um <clears throat> shifts the way we 
even have to look at the situation. Like the moment we're asked the question, our brain snaps out of where it was and has to look at it through this different lens. And it can be so like such a powerful experience for our evolution, for our self growth, for being able to see ourselves more clearly. All that to say, I've been really getting down on questions. So, and when I pulled today's cards, a question came to mind. And it is a question that I've heard um, Madison use. And so I wanted to bring that in um, because tarot is beautiful. Tarot can point us energetically to things. Tarot can make us see things. And tarot also has the same power as a very smartly worded and uh, thoughtful question in that we have to kind of adjust our brain in order to see our situation through the cards. And so sometimes we get cards that are exactly aligned with where we're at. And other times we get cards and we, our mind almost has to move. Like if you imagine that your life is a house with all of these windows, tarot cards would be the windows. And in order to see it from a certain tarot card, you'd have to walk over and around the house to wherever that window was and look through it now from that perspective. And maybe now you're seeing it from the side or from above or from behind. And you see more details, you see different details, you see a slightly different setup, you see things you didn't see before. And sometimes that can really um, enlighten us about ourselves and about others um, and about our choices and all of those things. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, and so as I was kind of sitting and meditating on these cards, this question that I heard yesterday arose, and it's not the first time I've heard her say it. And I thought, oh, yes, this, this question really goes today. Um, and so I'll talk about the cards. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about them, and then I'll share with you this really powerful question. And I really invite you to take this into your journal or take this into your day. Um, take this into like a voice journal as well. I know for me, um, I moved from journaling with pen and paper all the time and really got into over COVID taking a, a drive and putting my phone up on its little holder on the dash and, and hitting record and just talking things through. And often I didn't have time to go back and listen, but the process of talking things through out loud as if I was my own coach a little bit um, was really helpful. So you can do that as well. All right. So our self-abandonment card today is the Seven of Cups. And our self-returning card today is the Tower reversed. So there's you know, possibilities of shaking things up in our life as a way to come back to ourselves as a way to turn around and really take some steps to return to your center and know that you, you know, are the center that you need to stable before 
anyone else, before you stabilize anybody else in your realm, you need to stabilize you, right? It, it is the quintessential airport analogy where you have to put on your own mask before you can help others. Otherwise, it is detrimental to yourself and detrimental for your well-being. And the Tower of Reverse, you know, when when it is upright, usually it, if we're thinking about a way to return to ourselves, it's it's something coming in and really um, shaking the structure of who we thought we were. And when the tower is upright, it has a tendency to happen through circumstances outside of us. So when the tower is, you know, saying, in order to come back to yourself, there needs to be a shakeup, and it's right side up, usually it's like we don't have any control there. It's saying that our identity, who we thought we were, the life we built, it's going to be deconstructed and possibly in an instant, um, possibly um, in this really big way, that the things we built out in our life that we thought was supportive or the identity we built out in life that we thought was us, the labels that we've been telling ourselves the stories we've been telling ourselves about what's possible or what our life is. Um, it's like something happens in our life, not necessarily inside of us, but in our life that, that really blows those walls apart. And we, and you know, we, our job with the tower is to not control that it's breaking, right? To just let it go. There's a great episode early on, um, in this podcast, I think it's March or April that talks about this, about having your hands on the tower and trying to hold this structure and this tower together and control that and really needing to step back and take our hands off the tower and let things fall if they're going to fall. And again, when it's upright, it's external. Now, what does it mean when it's reversed? It means that there is actually something to do internally. And this is coming through in the Seven of Cups as well. So they both share that there is this internal experience that while we may think, or even I'm hearing intuitively with my right ear, desire that something else will come in and change things for us. We might be wishing, it's like abdicating our power and abdicating our responsibility. It's like we know we need a shakeup, but we're actually in a little bit of denial that we need it. It's like it keeps being whispered to you, but you keep pushing it away as a way to cope, you know, because it's hard. And um, we might be waiting for life to change these things. And I'm a big fan of that, by the way. You know, <laughs> um, I love just kind of 
doing nothing, even though I'm still doing stuff, but not exerting control, right? All the time. But there does come a point sometimes in life where life is not going to throw you some terrible thing all the time. And life is not always going to shake things up. Some of us grew up in a home where change was a result of crisis. And we learned to wait for the crisis in order for things to change. And that can sometimes be a human experience. I remember one time my partner was talking about certain things in my life and he said, well, when the pain gets bad enough, you'll change. He said, cause that's just, that's just sometimes how we are as human. We, we wait until things get really bad and we wait until the teeter totter. If you can imagine a teeter totter, we wait until the teeter totter of pain is higher than say, um, something else, right? Like our, usually our comfort zone, feeling comfortable, feeling like things are at peace. It's a precarious peace. It might not be a true peace, but it's the semblance of peace and having a relationship, you know, whatever it is that you're either doing or you have that needs a shakeup. If the pain of the teeter-totter is low, we will hold on to that thing. But when the pain outweighs having that thing and the teeter-totter adjusts, that's when we finally take action most of the time. Um, And so while we don't have to, today there is with the tower, we come back to ourselves and remember that in this certain situation, it might be in our best interest to go ahead and not wait for the pain. (laughs) <laughs> to go ahead and not wait for the shakeup, wait for those results, right? Um, now, seven is associated with the word results sometimes. And the self-abandonment in the seven of cups is that we are stuck in our head about how we feel. I mean, the card is just someone looking up at all these cups in the clouds and they all have different things going on inside them and they're just looking, they don't know what to do. And so we're losing ourselves, um, by having all of these kind of emotional options, letting our emotions kind of tell us, Oh, but, but there's so many, so many other things, so many other options, so many, um, you know, so many. And in that we become really paralyzed and in the seven of, of cups, there's a real not doing anything energy. And so yesterday we were talking about, you know, being able to move through and, and take focused action. And today, you know, the loss of self, the forgetting of self is once again happening when we're, we're not doing anything. And today it's all based in this idea that we are sitting around and feeling so much about what we want. And we have so, we feel we have so many options and, and in that we might be um, avoiding 
some sort of shake up in ourselves and in our life that actually we get to choose, which is rare with the tower. It When the tower is reversed, it's a call that this is the shakeup is being resisted and it's more an internal shakeup than an external shakeup, right? So it's internal. You have not the power over everything, but you have the power over yourself and your decisions and the resistance piece with the tower reversed that we need to move through to remember ourselves is that this is an internal shakeup that life might not offer you the crisis, the chaos, the pain, the event that will deconstruct this situation, possibly again in your relationships. So consider relationships and consider what happens when you're flying along and things seem fine. But Deep down inside, we can't stop dreaming of more. Something is missing. There's some emotional component that we can't shake. And we're losing ourselves kind of sitting back and dreaming and getting lost in all that we could have. And we're getting lost in our desires. And... Of, of a lot of cards, it, even though this is cups, you know, there's a relation here to the swords that we're stuck in our head about it, right? Because there's so much air in this card. All of the cups are up in the clouds. That's air sign energy. And air sign energy is about our mental space and how much our mind, you know, uh, can run the show. And so our mind is like, ah, oh, but I want this, but I want this, but I want this. And we're getting lost. We're forgetting the power we have to actually exert change in our life. Um, probably because it's scary to contemplate, especially if it's around relationships. It's scary to contemplate this. And with the reverse tower, it's the responsibility is falling on you. And when we take up that responsibility to make that internal change that's necessary um, to deconstruct who we are and the things that we have believed from an internal shakeup, Right, so we have the external shakeup, but today with it reversed, it's an internal shakeup. It's it's letting go of control of who we think we are. Right, we have a tower internally as well that we're trying to control. We're trying to control how people perceive us. We're trying to control our emotions. We're trying to um, control our sense of peace. All of these things. And we need to shake it up today. And that's going to happen internally. And it's not going to be from some big event. I'm hearing in my head, you are the big event. I just heard that. You're the event that happens. You're the shakeup that happens. It's you. It's you today.
And so the question I was thinking of with all of this from Madison Morrigan, who I love, and, and I'm saying this because I don't want to take credit for coming up with this question. Uh, I have heard it before and I've heard it from her. And the question to take into your day is, what are you pretending not to know? I remember the first time I heard that and I didn't know what to do with that question, but it landed like a sledgehammer. What are you pretending not to know? And I think that so goes along with this seven of cups where all our emotions are in our head telling us all of these things. It is almost like we are coping with the change that needs to happen. You know, the event we need to create to shake up ourselves and our life. Um, it's almost as if um, our mind and our heart is offering us so many options out of protection, right? It will distract us. It will cover up what we truly know about the situation, right? In this card, you're not really seeing what's in the air. You're seeing all of these cups and all these options, and it's kind of cloudy, and so things aren't clear in your head, but it feels like a distraction. Like when you look at it, sometimes these cards, especially from um, newer decks, can almost look like somebody who's playing that um, game where you put a little ball or something under three cups and then you start moving them around. And it's a distraction because they've already palmed the ball or, you know, they've one cup has gone close to the edge and the ball has fallen down or whatever, however you do that trick. Um, and so there's like, there's a coping there. There's a strategy there of, you know, the more I'm up in my head about how I feel, the more I can pretend not to know what I know and to do what I need to do. And so I really want you to take that question into your journal do your journal a few times this week with that question. If it really stands out for you, then it might be for you. And so take that into your like verbal journal, you know, uh, record in the car or take that into your written journal, write it at the top. What am I pretending not to know here? Because I do know, but I am pretending like I am not clear. I'm pretending. We all do it. We all do it. So it was such a powerful question because we're how often, I mean, it's like we're walking around all the time pretending not to know certain things. And the more real we get, the more life gets real with us. And the life that's for us can become real. And that's so important. Okay. So to wrap up, <laughs> you know, and, and again, this might be relationships because I'm always thinking about codependency and I'm telling you, there's no better question for codependency because as codependents, as people pleasers, as overgivers, as, you know, like people who forget themselves in order to do all this stuff for their relationship or become all these things for their relationships, um, you are just walking around having to pretend not to know the things you actually do know in order to in order to behave that way 
So it's a really important question for people who associate themselves as codependent because we will make excuse after excuse. And it's really hard for us to be the one that shakes things up. It really, really is. <laughs> like I'm saying that and my heart's just like, no, um, it's contracting because it's like, ooh, that's, that's scary to be the one because it's a threat. It's a threat to our connections. It's a threat to people loving us. It's a threat to our fear of abandonment. It's an absolute threat to us. But it's so necessary. And there's so many people in the world. We're not going to be alone. Not if we don't want to be. We have so many choices on how to meet people, um, how to be around people, all of those things. We're never alone. And um, I think today, you know, we're pretending, you know, we, we, we are waking up to what we're pretending not to know. And in that we're realizing the actions we need to take, the, the changes we need to make, the events we need to cause almost, um, both within ourselves and then rippled out into our life um, that need to start with us. And that is going to be instigated by finally being truthful and honest about what we know and no longer pretending like we don't know it. Such an amazing question. I definitely um, recommend you go follow. I'm just always talking her up. She's opened her program, Awaken Her Soul, which, you know, taught me so much about um, taking responsibility and, and kind of being that event in life and starting from the inside out shaking things up from the inside out. Um, yeah, very beautiful. So I thank her. I thank you for listening. I don't often bring other people and their resources in, but I was just in that workshop yesterday and that question actually kind of stood out to me. And when I saw these cards again today, it jogged my memory. So at the end of the day, I always know these, these are for me. But I know that so many of you also resonate with the energy of the tarot cards I pull each day. Um, however it works for you, probably slightly different for all of you. So um, that's what I've got today. And again, if you'd love to leave a voice memo, you can leave it anonymously if you'd like. You don't have to use your name. If you do want to ever share what has come out for this, what stood out for this, if there's any tips or things that worked for you after listening to any episode that you want to share with the audience because you think it would be really helpful. Um, try to keep it, you know, around a minute, minute and a half um, or less. And uh, I would love to play them at the end of episodes. It's kind of my goal is to grow enough that people are doing that on a regular basis and that um, I will get to play them as a little like community tarot share of different people's interpretations, different people's experience of the cards. So if you ever want to do that, you can head to anchor.fm backslash at home tarot. Um, and you can leave me a voice memo there. There's a button for it. All right. Have a beautiful one. 
I'm thinking of you. I care about you. Be the shakeup event you want to see in your life. And I will be here again tomorrow. Bye now. Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.